every day your goals are asking you, are you willing to do the things it takes to get it done? ReliQuest mental performance coaches Dr. Nicole Detling and Darren McMains discuss insights and strategies to help you level up and consistently do the things necessary to achieve your personal and team goals. Welcome to Do The Things, powered by ReliQuest. Hey, welcome back to another episode. I'm Darren McMains. I'm alongside my mental performance teammate, Dr. Nicole Detling. Doc, happy new year. Happy New Year. Isn't it great to be in 2023? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's do this. Hey, let's, I mean, we're talking New Year's resolutions, right? Because it's it's that time of year yeah. when it's just a natural reflection point. We all sit down, we start thinking about where we've been, where do we want to go for the new year? And so most all of us are making New Year's resolutions. And if if you're listening to this you're a driven person. You're trying to get better. So we know you have some goals. You have some resolutions that you're marching towards. But, but. is more always better? That's what we want to talk about today, yes. right? Is because I think what happens and, and well, I'll just let you give us some research behind goals and how good are we as a human race at accomplishing the goals that we set for ourselves at the beginning of a new year. Dude, I'll tell you what, some of the science out there right now is showing that 91%, 91%, think about wow. that. That's like nice. nine out of 10 yeah. people will not achieve their resolutions and goals. And that research was mostly done in the US. So maybe the UK is better at this. Maybe Europe's got it going on. I don't know. But in the US, we sure as heck can't figure it out. <laughs> we can't. No. And it's, yeah. and, and we, we believe there's a lot of reasons for that, yes. right? Yes. But the one thing that I think a lot of us fall into the trap of is when we think about goals, we think about adding to our schedule. We think about what do I need to do more of or what's the new thing that I need to do? And I don't know about you, but my life, my schedule, jam-packed. And adding, right? And just adding something new is really tough to do. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, what, okay. The top three goals that people set are typically in the relation or in the field of health. So it's going to be sure. something like losing weight, eating healthier, getting blood pressure under control. There are going to be goals like that, that most yeah. people set. Those are the top goals. And let's go to losing weight or even just being healthier. What are people going to do? They'll say, oh, I'm going to exercise five times a week. I'm going to sure. start going to the gym. I'm going to, you know, start running or something like that. And again, as you were just mentioning, we all already have a full plate. We're right. dying out here under our schedules and we're going to try to add something else into that. Are you kidding me? And you'll right. wonder why you fail. <laughs> right. right. And so that's, that's why our focus today is really around stop goals. Like, let's wait, just, let, wait, let's focus stop on. Goals? Wait, hold on a second. Stop goals? Like stop setting goals? Uh, no, <laughs> but yes. So, oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. So you and I both know trained in the field of performance and sports psychology, we talk a lot about keep, start, stop method, which yes. whether that's at the end of every month, quarter, year, whatever it may be, you go through this, this exercise, this thought exercise where you focus on the things you need to keep doing. What are the things that are working for you? What do you need to start doing? Those are the things that you might want to add. And then ultimately, what are those things that you need to stop doing? Yes. And today we just want to really hone in on just stop goals. Like these are the things 
to consider stop doing because the way we're wired, when we think about goals, it's from a mental energy space, it's way easier to think about adding. We have this natural addition bias, right? Where it's easy to think, oh, if I just start doing this, it'll be great. I need to just start doing this. But the physical energy it takes to do that later, we can't sustain that. Exactly. It takes more mental energy at the beginning to think through, what do I need to stop doing? Like, how do I reduce friction in my life to make the things that I'm already doing better, more consistent, more efficient, whatever it, whatever it may be? That takes more mental energy on the front end, but the payoff is on the backside. Because what Absolutely. you're going to start gaining, right, is momentum because you've reduced friction. And then the cool thing, and this is what I love about stop goals, is it just edges you outside of your comfort zone. I think a lot of times when we think about setting goals and adding things, we get super excited. I'm guilty of this. I have tons of examples of how I failed miserably, and I'm in that 91%, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but I get so excited that I'm like, I can do this. And it's way outside of my comfort zone. And then what happens is it's too far outside my comfort zone for me to consistently do it. And yeah. I feel bad about it because I didn't execute on it. And then I just ultimately stopped doing that. Right. And then versus, versus a stop doing goal uh, is more about just right outside of our comfort zone. And that's an easier step to take Yes, because it's focused more on like, Hey, let's just reduce this friction. Let's, let's step back and look and go, what do I need to remove from my daily life, remove from my schedule, remove from whatever. So I can just, ultimately get the same payoff that I would be getting if, if I added something, but it's just spending more time on the front end, thinking about what you need to remove, what, what you need to remove. Absolutely. And typically they're also small behavioral changes too. Right. So if we go back to the adding idea and going to the gym five times a week, if you're not already doing that, that's a big ask. That takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. It's a huge behavior change. Whereas stopping doing something that you're doing can be very simple. It can be small. It can be done in two minutes or less. You just make sure. a decision and then you move on. And that that right there can help build that momentum and what you're looking for in order to achieve your goals and resolutions. So before we, we give a few examples of what those could be, because I'm sure some people are like, what the heck are we talking yeah, about? And, and some examples would, would really be helpful. And we'll definitely get to that. But you shared something with me just before we went on air here about a national quitting day, or I'm not yes. sure what you called it, but tell me about that. Yeah. So Strava, I'm not sure if you've heard of that app, but it's basically an athlete social media app where you can go in and track your runs, walks, cycling, swimming. There's a lot of different options in there. And then it cool. shows leaderboards. So you can see, you know, anyone else who's run that exact same route that you just tracked while oh, cool, you were yeah. running, you can see what their time was, which kind of puts you in a certain place. And it can become this really competitive thing uh, in order to, you know, make that leaderboard can be really prestigious in some ways. So Strava is one of the highest used apps by people, you know, mostly amateurs, but, you know, a lot of amateur runners and cyclists and stuff will use it. And what they found a few years ago was they did a, some research using 800 million logged activities. That's, now, that's a good data set. That's a good data set. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of numbers wow. in there. Yeah. And they, what they found is that the second Friday in January, every year, the second Friday in January, 
they had a significant decline in user data and performance. And so at the beginning of every January, people would ramp up. They had a ton more entries. Mm. And then that second January, it dropped off significantly. And so they've dubbed that National Quitters Day, National Quitting Day. <laughs> Sorry, not quitters, quitting. National Quitting, quitting Day. <laughs> yeah. So the second Friday of January. Second Friday of every Strava. January has mm -hmm. coined that national quitting day based on all their data. That's correct. And this has held true year after year after year. And wow. that's what's fascinating to me is that, you know, if they did a one-time study and it happened one year, okay, that might be interesting, but it happened again the second year. It happened again the third year. You know, what is that? And sure. so this year, that date happens to be Friday, January 13th, 2023, Friday is when the 13th. Strava's, yep, Friday yeah. the 13th, of course. Of course. Of course. Right? That's when Strava's predicting that most of you out there who've set these exercise goals, that's it. That's when you're going to give up. That's so when you're going to quit. Did they, did they uh, have a theory? Did they offer any potential reason why other than just, hey, here's the, here's the date when most people stop using this? Yeah, not that I've seen. I've searched for a theory and I haven't been able to find one. So I'm not sure if they have one. I got, but uh, okay, I have, have the theory. data. You have yes, a theory. Course, I have a theory, theory. and Let's this is just it. a theory. Yes. <laughs> so here's my thought, and most of this is personal experience All right. of my failed goals. I think in week one, the well, first let's talk about the habit loop, right? There's the cue, there's the routine, the action, whatever it may be, and then there's the reward, right? So the cue, routine, reward. So this is personal experience is the first week, the reward is I'm doing something new, right? Totally. So there's the cue, there's the routine re reward. I'm like, heck yeah, let's go. You feel good. I, you get the endorphins. Totally. Like, yeah. Oh and yeah. The reward is not really that so much the, I mean, maybe it's the action, but it's more like the thought of I'm proud of myself for doing mm -hmm. this thing, right? That That's where I think the, the payoff might be. Sure. And in week two, and this is why delayed gratification is such an important piece of, of becoming a high performer in any field, doesn't matter. I think in, in, in week two is when, you know, our brain, our mind, whatever it is, you know, our brain has a mind of its own, right? It starts conflict, like going, Hey, we started this, this new <laughs> thing. Where's the payoff? Like, what am you know, I first week, it, yeah, the first week it was cool. It was new novel, but now the, like, are we doing this? Is this a thing we're going to do all the time? Right. And so you start having this conversation and then you start looking for the payoff. You're like, yeah, what is the payoff? I actually don't, I don't feel as good as I thought I felt or right. that doesn't taste as good as I thought it would taste or getting up early all the time is terrible. Uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I think by the end of week two, we talk ourselves out of it because we don't see the immediate payoff of the unrealistic expectations that we had when we originally first set the goal just over a week ago, at least yeah. personally speaking, that's my theory on why I think you know, the second think, Friday. Yeah, dude, there might be something behind that. We're not getting the immediate gratification. And at least yeah. in the US culture, gosh, we have built an entire system, entire cool. nation on immediate gratification. You want yeah. food? Heck, you don't even have to go. You don't have to leave anymore. You can order it and someone will bring it to you at your house. True. Like, there's so many things that we can do now for immediate gratification. And even 
you know, that's what doom scrolling is all about. You get that, mm. that, that kick, that dopamine kick over and over and over again by just seeing all of these things and going, 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 and you can get it in an instant. And yeah. that's really not most of the goals and resolutions that people set, particularly if they're related to health in some way, you're not going to get an immediate reward and immediate gratification from that. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And, and you just mentioned something doom scrolling. So let's just, let's jump into just some examples yeah. of some stop goals. Yes. I, How about, I think, let's start there. Stop doom scrolling. Right. <laughs> not helpful. How much time could you get back if you just stopped doom scrolling? Right. Right. How, how about this one? And I, I shared this one the other day, and, and this is really mine for the year, but at least for now. Uh, and when I say for now, I'll probably keep adding some stop goals. That sounds weird. Adding stop goals. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, but mine is stop aimlessly checking my phone. Mm. between meetings. Good. Because what I what I really want is more space, more bandwidth to process and think. But I look at my schedule and I can't find it really. Mm-hmm. But when I look totally like what am I doing in between meetings is I pick up my phone for no reason. Like there's really, I'm not getting a notification. I'm checking sports i'm checking something else what's going on like sure. and what i found is i'm losing that time to think and process what i just learned in mm. this meeting or being able to prepare for the next meeting so stop goal for me for this year is just i'm going to stop aimlessly checking my phone between meetings that's not helpful awesome i love that that is incredible you know i think some other examples let's come up with some other examples for yeah. people and hopefully this will just get people's wheels turning a little bit, get that hamster running on the wheel up there in that brain, start thinking about what you could potentially stop doing. That's, you know, kind of time sucking. It's just taking your time. It's taking your energy. It's really not being helpful for you. So some of the other examples, you know, especially during COVID, you know, people really got into a lot of the TV shows and entertainment and everyone started releasing all the episodes at once. So you don't have to wait a week like we used to have to do. Yeah. (laughs) And so people kind of got addicted to just watching the next episode and goodness gracious, the, the platforms all got smart too. And they just play the next episode automatically. So you don't even have to do anything. They remove the friction for you to continue to sit there and watch another episode. So another idea is stop watching the next episode. It'll be there tomorrow. You can watch it the next day. Just, you know, stop, just stop, just press stop, pick up that remote, press stop, be done. You don't need to watch the next episode. Exactly. How about this one? Stop complaining about traffic. Yes. Like just, just stop. You can't control it. It's going to be there. Right. It's, it's not changing. And so whether you are complaining about traffic when you first get to the office or you're complaining about traffic at home on, on the drive home, what we do know is that complaining doesn't set a positive vibe inside the office or at your home. It just That's doesn't. Right. And traffic's not changing. You can't control it. And so simple stop goal would be to stop complaining about traffic. Yeah. Just accept it. Put on a do, put on the do the things podcast. There you go. Hey. <laughs> but find a way to use use that time better than yes. ruminating on how long it's taking you to get home. Right. Yeah. I think those are great examples. And hopefully that'll get everyone's wheels turning and thinking about what you could potentially stop doing so that you can then create a more meaningful, enjoyable life and potentially achieve those resolutions and goals that you've set for yourself. Sure. I love that. And um, let's let's wrap up with this. And I just want to share one stop goal that I had years ago that 
fundamentally changed my life. Like it was huge. Awesome. Awesome. Let's hear it. Drum roll. No. So I've really set this up, but (laughs) what, what my stop goal was, was this stop hitting snooze. Hmm. Good to one. stop and and I, I came up with what I what I thought was a cool little little phrase refuse to snooze because I like to rhyme things but anyway point, point <laughs> was like uh, and again this was years ago before I, I really got into reading books and 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 doing other things around uh, thought leadership was I was trying to figure out how all these successful people could find time to read books I couldn't figure it out I'm like how, where do you find thirty minutes to an hour every day to read I couldn't figure it out. And I stepped back one day and I looked and don't judge me, but I was a, I was a three, three times snoozer. Oh, so if you think you about nine minutes between each one, yeah, that's 27 minutes. There's your half I hour. was giving away yeah. to my feelings, to my laziness, whatever you want to call it. And, and I wasn't honoring the commitment I made to myself the night before. Cause that's what's ultimately what happening when we set an alarm, mm. we're making a commitment for yeah. the following day, I'm going to wake up at this time. And the first decision you have every day is, should I get out of bed or should I snooze? That's the Absolutely. first decision. You're right. And I was losing yeah. that. And I chose to like, you know what? I'm going to stop doing that because I want to win the first decision of the day. Now, of mm. course, I had to do something. I had to move my alarm clock, my phone away from the bed, which forced me to get out of bed. But <laughs> yeah, what I found was when I just chose to stop doing that, that's one simple stop goal. I gained 30 minutes more in my day. Mm. First few days, I didn't know what to do with myself. I'm just like up and I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> and then I realized like, well, I can read. And this oh, is, and, and it's, it's been a game changer. And so that one simple stop goal by being able to honor my commitment instead of my emotion, win the first decision of the day, just mm. set me up for momentum, gave me more time in my day, which gave me more time to myself which I could do things that were important for me, for my growth, which ultimately led to the ripple effect of hopefully helping my family, hopefully helping the people around me just yeah. because I stopped hitting the snooze button. I refused to snooze. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that story and being truly honest and vulnerable three times snoozer, right? Um, but so really bad. not just talking about what you stopped doing, but how that impacted your life. I think that's what we really want people to take from this is recognizing that we're not just telling you to stop doing something, but we're telling you to figure out where you're wasting time that yeah. could be better spent elsewhere in a way that's going to be more productive for yourself, your family, you know, all those around you and something that in a year from now, you'll look back on and be really glad that you did. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's our challenge for everyone going forward. And and again, it, it's, it's the natural time because it's the mm-hmm. beginning of the year, but we would encourage you once a month at the end of every month or the first day of every month, sit back and go, what do I need to stop doing? How can I reduce friction in my day? Because that that monthly, that yearly, that quarterly, whatever it is for you, that that routine, that practice will help you just be more efficient, more productive, get things out of your life that aren't helpful, which allow you to do the things that you ultimately want to do. Make it a great today, Doc. We'll see you.